Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Amen. As you're seated, let's clap our hands to the Lord and let's praise Him. Let's give Him praise. Let's give Him praise. Let's give Him praise. Let's give Him praise. Hallelujah. Oh, let's worship Him. Let's praise Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. You may be seated. I want to preach on the subject, our greatest battlefield. Our greatest battlefield. You know, there's an old saying that you should think before you speak. And everybody's heard that, right? Amen. And we all know people, and nobody's going to bring up any names, right? But we all know people that their mouth gets in uh, fourth gear before their mind is even in first gear. Praise God. But having said that, uh, truly, in actuality, Everything we say and do originates first from the thoughts in our mind. They're, they're in there, and sometimes we, we get ahead of them, but they're there first. Everything starts with a thought. Everything starts in our mind. We think it before we say it. Amen. We think it before we do it. And once thoughts are allowed to stay in our mind long enough, they then travel to our heart, which is the seat of our emotions. Now, the seat meaning the epicenter of our emotions, ground zero for our emotions. It's where major decisions are made. It's where, it's where actions are born, amen, from uh, the seat of our emotions. And when these thoughts enter our heart, they become more deeply embedded in our lives. Then the thoughts in our hearts become our words. Matthew 12, 34, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if you listen to somebody long enough, you will find out what is in their heart. Amen. Oh, I know there's slick talkers and I know there's clever people. Amen. But Abraham Lincoln said this, you can fool some of the people all the time and all the people some of the time, but you cannot fool all the people all the time. And let me take it a step further. Nobody can fool God anytime. That's right. Amen. Amen. Because God not only... He sees our actions like anybody else. God not only hears our words like anybody else, but God knows our thoughts. Amen. He knows our hearts. Nothing is hidden from Him. Right. Psalms 94, 11, the Lord knows the thoughts of man. Psalm 44, 21, He knows the secrets of the heart. So the thoughts of our heart will eventually become our actions. Proverbs 23, 7, for as he thinks in his heart, 
so is he. The Bible is basically telling us that we are what we think. Amen? Amen. Now, we, we heard that we are what we eat. And that's obvious in some areas, I guess. Amen? We've all been told that. And did you know that if you eat way too many carrots, your, orange, your skin will turn orange? That's true. That's actually you becoming what you eat. Amen. If you drink too much coffee, nobody needs to raise their hand. If you drink too much coffee, like a whole pot before 9 a.m. or something, right? If you drink too much coffee, you'll be wired and have a hard time calming down and going to sleep, right? Amen. How about this one? If you eat too many sweets, you'll be the sweetest person in town. Oh, wait, I'm just kidding on that one. Actually, you'll get a sugar high and you'll be up for a while. Woo! And then all of a sudden you'll come crashing down and then you can't keep your eyes open to finish your day. And you're like, like falling asleep at the computer or wherever you're at. Amen. Because you are what you eat. And if you are what you eat, uh, physically speaking, then it stands to reason we are what we think. Amen. And what we allow to dominate our mind and heart is who we will become. This lets me know that our mind is our greatest battlefield. Because if it all, if, I, if my actions start with a thought, if my words start with a thought, I need to put my best fighting force in my mind to stop it and nip it in the bud before it becomes a word, before it becomes a, an action. Amen. Amen. Since it all starts in our mind, if we can control our thoughts instead of them controlling us, we will be much better off in life. If we can win the battle in our mind, we will save ourselves a lot of heartache with regards to the words we wish we would have never said. I don't know about you, but there's plenty of words in my life I wish I could have taken back. Like They went out like, Woo! oh my goodness, did that come out of me? In the heat of the moment, when you're angry or when you're not thinking clearly or whatever, and you say something that hurts people, you can't take it back. Be easier to put all the toothpaste back in the tube. You just put it on the, try to put it all back in there. You can't do it. You can't unring the bell. It's there. Amen. Our thoughts come from several sources. Most of the time, they come from our own minds. Other times they come from God or even from the enemy of our souls. There are good thoughts and there are bad thoughts. Amen. But it's very important and I want to help somebody today. Amen. Because I think we've all struggled with this and understanding this. It's important that we understand that a bad thought is not automatically considered a sin. Amen. Just because you have a bad thought that just comes right out of left field... You're just minding your own business, you know, saying, you know, singing the Amazing Grace and, you know, doing the dishes or something. A bad thought comes in while you're singing Amazing Grace. <gasps> it's not a sin. Automatically. Amen. Because thoughts can just come in. Praise God. What you do with that thought, that bad thought, that's what matters. What are you going to do with it? You're going to let it, like, come on in and unpack its suitcases? You're going to let it come in and, you know, take over a bedroom or whatever? You know, all of a sudden you see it's got its head stuck in the refrigerator making itself at home? It's like, oh, no, 
that's when you're really messing with me if you get your head in the refrigerator un, uninvited. <laughs> Amen. So we got to understand what we do with those thoughts that are bad is what matters. Amen. I always have been, uh, I was told this years ago, and it's a great analogy. Amen. You cannot stop birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from building a nest in your hair. Amen. And the birds are the thoughts. Amen. And don't let the thoughts come down and take up residence. Amen. Yeah, they got the nest built. They got the eggs laid. And they're just moving in. You know, I kind of compare these things to temptations. Being tempted to do wrong is not automatically a sin either. Come on now. You know, the devil and every, our own self, we, we get a bad thought or we get a bad temptation to do something and then automatically, oh my God, I failed, I failed God. I might as well just give in. No, no, it's not automatic. Amen. We have a say in the temptation. We have a say in the thoughts. Amen. That's why it's our greatest battlefield. Come on now, let's fight it out. It's worth it. Yes. I'm, I'm letting my mind just go to anybody and go to anything. Hallelujah. Giving in to temptation is when it becomes a sin. Hallelujah. What you do with that thought, letting it get into your heart and stay a while, that's when it becomes a problem. James chapter 1, verse 13. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. See, God does not tempt people to do evil. Amen. I don't care what anybody says. Amen. We might tempt ourselves. Somebody might tempt me. Somebody might dare me. Hey, if that guy says he's going to jump over the cliff, are you going to go with him? Amen. Hallelujah. Or the devil might try to tempt me or something. Amen. Like he tempted Jesus. Praise God. But God doesn't tempt the people. God will test us. But that's different. He tests us, but he won't tempt us to do evil. He told us not to be deceived about this fact. Don't be in error about it. Though God is not the originator of temptation to do evil, he does allow temptation to come our way. Amen. But you know what? Even though he allows it to come our way, it doesn't come from him. It comes from other sources. But he allows it to come. Amen. The Bible said, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. Amen. We're all in this together. We all are tempted. Amen. To do things. But God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make a way of escape. And that you may be able to bear it. Yes, amen. So in allowing temptation to come our way, what's God doing? Trying to ruin us? Trying to mess us up? Nope. He's trying to help us be a stronger Christian by encouraging us to resist temptation and to wait on Him for the way of escape and the way of deliverance. Praise God. Amen. God always gives us a way out, but we have to choose to take it. Amen. The Bible tells us to resist the devil 
and he will flee from us. Resistance builds strength. If you know anything about lifting weights, amen, it's all about resistance. It's all about gravity. It's all about resistance, amen. And when you have resistance against your muscles and you're pushing against that resistance, then your muscles become stronger. But if you, if people just lay around, amen, somebody gets sick and they have to lay in a sick bed, their muscles, when they don't use them, they'll have to learn how to walk again. They'll have to learn how to use their arms again. Amen. And I'm telling you, spiritually speaking, we can't just be laying around. we got to exercise our faith. We've got to fight. we got to put on the whole armor of God. We can't just lay down and let the enemy throw the thoughts and the temptations our way and not do something about it. And like temptation to do evil, bad thoughts do not, uh, uh, bad thoughts do not originate from God either. They come from either our own minds or our, the enemy of our soul, the devil. We need to deal with thoughts as soon as they come into us. Amen. Instead of allowing them to run wild, amen, and cause us trouble and cause us grief. And I want you to know this morning, some people have their greatest struggle when they are alone with their thoughts. When nobody's around. It might be at night when they're in their bed. It might be someone when they're just by themselves. Some people have their greatest struggle because their thoughts are just trying to bombard them and try to beat them up. Amen. But the good news is that when you have Jesus in your life, you're never alone. Ever. Not even with your thoughts. Praise God. You're never alone with your thoughts. You're never alone with your temptations. When you've got Jesus, hallelujah, you don't have to give in. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm trying to help somebody, praise God. Because this whole thing, life, everything starts in our minds. Amen. That's why we see in extreme cases when people can't handle their thoughts. Amen. They, they, they just really have a bad, bad situation. Amen. And they just go down. They can't even be, you know, part of society, so to speak, because they, they need extra help because their thoughts are just so in charge. Amen. That they, We don't even know where they are and where the person is in there. Praise God. But I'm here to tell you with Jesus in your life, you don't have to be afraid of those thoughts. You don't have to feel intimidated by them. You don't have to feel helpless to do anything about them. Because the good news this morning is we have the ability to control them with God's help. I'm not talking about some sleight of hand and some, some you know, feel-good book or, you know, whatever, some book uh, uh, about, you know, positive mental attitude. I'm not saying there's, there's nothing wrong with it and, and it has its place, but I'm talking about it's going to take God to help us with our thoughts. Yes, it's going to take amen. God to help us with our temptations. Praise God. Amen. That's why our, our text verse says the weapon, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. They're not of the flesh, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We're casting down imaginations, and that's why sometimes our imagination nations are running wild we don't need to let them we're in charge and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought everybody said every thought every thought 
That's not every other thought. That's not every tenth thought. He said we can bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Because thoughts left unchecked can build strongholds in our minds. Our imagination can get the best of us. And God is telling us that we have spiritual weapons at our disposal to combat these things in our mind. With these weapons, we can pull down strongholds. With these weapons, we can cast down imagination. With these weapons, we can bring every thought into captivity and bring them into the obedience of Christ. And one of these weapons is prayer. Folks, we can pray and God will help us. We can pray and God will help our minds. Amen. That's why Philippians 4 verse 6 said, Be anxious for nothing. Be worried about nothing. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Prayer brings the peace of God. Amen. Prayer is an exchange program. You exchange your fears for peace. You exchange your doubts for peace. You exchange your worries for peace. Prayer brings peace. And peace will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 1 Peter 5, 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Amen. And we have cares, don't we? We walk around sometimes cares are like having two backpacks on full of rocks. Like, hey, somebody just put another rock in there because all I need is one more and I'm going to be, you know, my nose is going to, you know, I'm going to do a face plant. (laughs) Right? Sometimes you feel overloaded. You feel heavy burdens, praise God. But that's what he said. Don't let them pile up. Don't let those thoughts pile up. Don't let those things pile up. Cast your care. How do you do that? In prayer. You cast your care in prayer. Put them all on him. Get all those thoughts and give them to him. Get all those temptations and give them to him. We've all come too far to to let go now. We got our hand on the plow and we're not taking it off and we're not turning around and we're not looking back. Praise God because the end is coming. We can see it. Amen. He's coming back soon. We, when we pray, we are taking our cares, our concerns, and our thoughts, and we're giving them to God. Thoughts of fear, thoughts of doubt, thoughts of giving in and giving up, thoughts of depression, thoughts of hatred and bitterness. We're giving them all to God. Amen. And putting them under the blood and asking God if in His name to touch us. Give them all to God. Cast them all on His shoulders. Praise God. Those thoughts are not in charge. We are. You know, we're not some mind-numb robot. I just got a thought. I got to stop what I'm doing. Go this way. Get lost, thought. I'm in charge. Amen. Sometimes you get the craziest thoughts at the craziest times. Amen. I've told my family, I go, sometimes when I'm up here, I've had some thoughts over the years. I'm like, oh, Lord, help me. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, I don't have a collar, right? But I'm going to take my robe off, my collar off and go sell shoes or something. Why am I having thoughts up here? 
I'm in the house of God and people of God. And you just get a wild thought come out of nowhere. It's not an automatic problem. Amen. I just say, you know, sometimes, I don't know if you're, if you're a good lip reader, you might have seen me over the years re rebuking stuff in Jesus' name. I'm going, oh, Jesus. I'm going, Hallelujah. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. And believe me, I know some of the kids that's grown up in this church, they call me Jesus, they call me God or whatever. Amen. Oh, no, no, no. I tell them, oh, no, no, no. Are we going to go see Jesus today? No, no. You'll feel him. You're going to feel him. You're not going to see him. Amen. But I'm telling you, we are all human. We're all subject to these thoughts or temptations, but they're not automatically a problem until, unless we just let them have their way. Thank we are in charge. Our mind has been given to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. We've got we've to just gird up the loins of our mind, the Bible said. We've got to not conform to this world, but conform to, you know, and, and, and by the renewing of our mind. Paul said in Ch Ch Romans 12, 1, the renewing of our minds. He said that's what we've got to give our minds to Jesus. That's what he said. When you love God, don't love him with part of you. Love him with all of you. Praise God. Because that's the problem. He said the first and greatest commandment. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy mind. Give him your mind. Give him your heart. Give him everything. Amen. And I know we're not perfect, and sometimes we give in to the bad thoughts. Sometimes we give in to a temptation. But thank God, that's why His blood is there for us. That's why we can ask for forgiveness. That's why He, know he can help us get through. Amen. And get up and keep going for Him. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. I've got the ability through God to line these thoughts up in my mind. Amen. I, when I think of bringing every thought into captivity, when I think of that verse, I think of what one preacher said in an illustration. He, he said, you know what? You know like one of those lineups that are in the, when somebody is trying to identify a witness or somebody's trying to identify somebody that did a crime and they got like four or five people lined up. Amen. You know, and, and they're trying to identify. Amen. I just imagine I'm lining up those thoughts against the wall under the spotlight and say, hey, what are you doing? I saw you lurking over there in a kind of dark corner over there in my mind. Get over there against the wall. What are you here for? Well, I'm here to get you really bummed out. Okay, hit the road, Jack. Amen. What are you here for? I'm here to get you really worried about what's happening in this world. Well, why don't you hit the road? Amen. Because I've cast all my care on Jesus. What are you here for? Well, I'm, I'm here to get you, amen, to lash out at somebody because you're so upset that you didn't get what you wanted and your prayers aren't answered. Okay, well, you're not welcome either. Out. Every thought into captivity. Every thought into captivity and obedience of Christ. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Kick them out in Jesus' name. Another weapon we, God has given us to govern our thoughts is to meditate on Him and His Word. Praise yeah. God. Hallelujah. But you know what? You can't meditate on His Word unless you've read it. You can't meditate on your Word unless you've heard it. Praise God. It's not coming out of thin air. Praise the Lord. Amen. You put it in there and God will bring it out. And when you need it the most, it'll come back to you. Praise God. That's why we got to read the Bible every day. Praise the Lord and put it inside 
Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Oh, praise God. To meditate is to think, to ponder, to reflect, to concentrate, and to consider. Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Joshua 1, 8. Amen. And we all consider Joshua a great man taking over from Moses and leading the people of Israel to the promised land, crossing the Jordan River and beginning with Jericho and, and throughout the promised land, having great victories. But you know what? Uh, God told him some things uh, to encourage him. Amen. And the Bible said in Joshua 1.8, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do it according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. Meditate day and night. Do according to all that is written. There's nothing like reading God's word. There's nothing like trying to commit a little bit of it to memory too. Amen. So if you don't happen to have your Bible with you, of course, if you have your cell phone with you, you have your Bible with you now. I like that. Amen. We used to have our printed Bible, and it's still a wonderful thing. Some people, you, I used to have one in my car. Amen. One at the church, few at the church, one at the house, one at work. Amen. So I could have always. Then the electronic age came, and now we can download free Bibles on our phones. Amen. Praise God. But even if you don't have a Bible handy, put it into your heart. Praise God. And meditate on it, especially when thoughts come, especially when temptations come. Amen. Resist them. Hallelujah. When you do uh, get the word of God in your heart and your memory, it'll soothe your mind. It'll calm your mind. It'll give you a lot of good things to think about to counteract some bad things that come in. Psalms chapter 1 verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates Day and night. You see that? He walks first, then he stands, and then he sits. That's a progression that you don't want when it comes to bad thoughts and temptations. Because you just be walking by minding your own business. And then when you stand long enough, hmm, your curiosity is coming up. And then you sit down and think about it. And uh-oh, we're in trouble now. You're walking, you're standing, and then you're sitting Amen. With the wrong counsel, with the wrong thoughts, and the wrong and the, these temptations. Praise God. Where you walk, where you stand, where you sit has a lot to do with what you give your mind to. That's why we got to guard what we want, what we see with our eyes and hear with our ears. Amen. And thank God we come to the house of God and hear some good stuff. Praise God. Amen. And see some good stuff. You see, we can decide what we think about. We can choose what thoughts we allow to stay in our mind and make it to our heart. It's up to us to think about good things, positive things, and the things of God. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, 
If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So I have a say in what I think. Amen. I have a say. I'm going to be strong with God's help. One person said, your mind is a powerful thing. When you fill it with positive thoughts, your life will start to change. Amen. And there's, a, there's an interesting verse in Acts chapter 26, verse 2. And I'm only going to read the first four words of that verse. And I know it doesn't really mean what I'm trying to make it mean here, but I, I just thought it was interesting. He said, this was a guy uh, that was an orator that was going to get before King Herod and, you know, give his speech on behalf of his client or whatever. And he said, I think myself happy, O king. And I, I really know, I know what he means, but just for the sake of this sermon, I believe I can think myself happy. Not just by reading some book or not just, you know, positive mental attitude. I know that's not going to work. Maybe sometime, but not, not all the time. But with God's help, when I have the Word of God in there, amen. If I need to call somebody that I, I trust, amen, to pray with me over the phone or give me an encouraging word, I think myself happy. I just thought that was, I just throw that in for free. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And in closing, let's all stand. Karen Nelson said this, keep your thoughts positive because your thoughts become your words. Keep your words positive because your words become your behavior. Keep your behavior positive because your behavior becomes your habits. Keep your habits positive because your habits become your values and keep your values positive because your values become your destiny. And that's so true. We all have a destiny to go to heaven with Jesus someday. But it all starts with our thoughts. Amen. And it gets down to the values and it gets down to our destiny level. But we got to stop it when it's in our mind. Let the good thoughts through. Let the good things of God through. Let the positive things through. Let them get down in my heart. Let them come out of my mouth. Let them come out in my actions. Let them become my habits, amen, and my values. And when all of my habits and my values and my behavior and my words and my thoughts are all based on Jesus Christ, I'm going to be fine. You're going to be okay. Our greatest battlefield. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.